Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, keeping it real in a new holiday season with Valentine's Day, I guess, sort of with this. We're this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Boy, I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito, and Ray now has to trick Chan like someone putting... A dog's pill inside a slice of bologna (laughs) in order to start this show. He has to go to all manner of trickery so that Chan doesn't ruin his intro. The key is I have to make Chan not want to do it anymore through wearing him down and then I can start the show. Yeah, you have to to crush his will to live. (laughs) (laughs) Chan, not crush your desire to do the show we already know where you stand with that it's crush your desire to ruin my intro right 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 just baby steps <laughs> baby steps in the elevator baby steps down the hall you got this anyway this week we are talking about i can't believe we haven't done this before veggie tales ladies and gentlemen we're doing it Chan insisted this was a Valentine's Day episode. I'm not sure. It showed up on like the list of Valentine's Day specials. I'm like, hey, I guess it's time to do a VeggieTales. And the entire time I'm like, where is the... I mean, they're sort of... it. They're not even in love. This is not like... I was expecting like some sort of like Romeo and Juliet. It seemed like Romeo and Juliet at the beginning. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I sort of forgot that these are all based on uh, biblical tales. Yeah, and yeah, sure. Even even then, you figure like, sure, I'm sure there's some sort of fucking Romeo and Juliet thing in there somewhere because like unrequited love. That's uh, one of the you, I mean, stories. You were waiting for the the zucchini squash to drink some poison. I was waiting for the zucchini squash to fuck that underage. What is she? <laughs> what is she? They call her a rhubarbarian. She is not a rhubarb. No, that was a I, I wonderful honestly, pun. Though. I wasn't even sure he was just like he looks like a pickle. So he's a pickle. I, I was trying to figure out: is he a cucumber? Is he a zucchini? Like, what's what's his deal? I mean, what you don't make fucking pickles out of zucchinis? Yeah, That's but gross. I mean, he 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 has like kind of a little bit of a butt. A zucchini in a cartoon just looks like a pickle oh, with God. a big butt. Oh God, it's well, been so well, long for Gina at this point. She's. Having some thoughts about a pickle in a VeggieTales cartoon. <laughs> oh no, Gina, Gina, we we come on, you got to fix this. Ew, the, these characters are the are the. If it was possible to be the anti-sex, uh, I mean, I realize it's a children's cartoon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but they are so. Given that it is a a an episode that's supposed to be about romance. Yeah, allegedly. They are they are the the 
most anti-sex things I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like a weird puritanical thing where like sex is bad. There's just no inkling that that that, that has ever the a sexual thought has ever crossed the minds of any of the creators of this thing. Well, no, that tracks. Um, I guess this the, episode I guess the is, mother-in-law yeah. is a little bit saucy. Like if, if there, if anyone is saucy in this, it's the mother-in-law who knows that she's sitting on a, on a prize pig and is sure, like, I'm going to pimp, I'm going to pimp this, uh, unknown vegetable out. <laughs> Uh, that was one of many things that deeply disturbed me. <laughs> um, I'll just i'll I'll go ahead and say it. I I felt like Ray watching this thing. I could not keep track of the plot. It oh made no sense to me. The characters were just baffling. Um, like from the beginning, like Rue Barbarian, like be fucking rhubarb or does it have something to do with the pies in this war is it is is Jan, it, are pies it's like just a, a pun guns it's just the- a pun i, I, I would you, think that you you'd be all on puns. board yeah you yeah. you you love pu- i actually kind of thought like rhubarbarian is clever for, it's for no. this it's it's a good uh uh word play uh if you're looking for something based on a vegetable, uh, but if you call someone a rue barbarian, they should either be a barbarian <laughs> or a rhubarb. I mean, or some she combination of rhubarb. What the hell is she? She it, uh, close. My closest guess is an upside down green onion. What? She got a fat old butt <laughs> that apparently is Isn't she pink? No, she's green. <laughs> she is green. Why I, I, I couldn't she, look at I just gave up. I, I could not tell. Someone drop a photo in the chat. Dro- drop a drop a link to her dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I got a, I got a photo coming for you just a sec. Chat. <laughs> See, that's a pun snappy that makes chat. goddamn sense. Uh anyway, this is this is all. I'm not going to say how I felt about this cartoon because I do think that someone will be a contrarian no matter what. I was deeply, deeply disturbed by their lack of arms and how this terrible animation style dealt with that. Like when they are (laughs) handing things to one another, just floating in air. Very disturbing. (sighs) Yeah, this is. So I'm shocked by a lot of what I'm hearing right now. I hadn't. It was a little rough getting started, but then I felt like I had a very good handle on what I was watching. <laughs> and that never happens uh, where I can safely say that. And Robert Clark Chan was lost the entire time. So VeggieTales is officially the anti-Legion, which I'm very excited to say. Um, okay, the other wait, thing- I, I guess she does kind of look like an upside down. I apologize, Chan. She does kind of look like an upside down green onion. <laughs> well, sort of, except that she's got like a, like a plump bottom as well. So she's like a weird ass dumbbell. Oh, I think that might be just her dress. Oh no, you're okay. right. It's sticking out. I, mm. I don't know what the hell that is. I also don't know what her mother in law is. Like a plum? Is she? I a plum? she's a turnip. Like, oh, uh, I, I'm being you know generous, but yeah, yeah. So there's so, like a battle of the turnips versus the green onions. I could see that war. They're yeah. all root vegetables, so that's, that's yeah, exactly. And they're but, fighting over duck iconography, of course. 
Hmm. I don't know. So according to Wikipedia, and this is just wild, um, VeggieTales has been around for th- over 30 years and it's still going. I sure. mean, listen, uh, re- when religious people find a thing, they cling on to it like it is Jesus dying on the cross. Man, they will cling on to that thing for a, going on 2000 years now. <laughs> I mean, like they, like they, they, they feel, they feel like there's not, there's not much media for them. That's how they feel, whether or not that's true. So that's why, like, you know, I mean, it was a joke on South Park that it's easier for, that it's easier to make an album go platinum if you're a Christian rock artist. Uh, Yes. Because, because they feel like they don't have enough stuff for themselves and when there is something that's like, hey, folks, this is for you. That's why Jim Caviezel still exists. <laughs> I mean, he's a very talented actor. I'm Just not going to take anything world. away from crazy. Yeah, as, as, soon as, as soon as you take away his attention, he withers to dust. So we, we do have the answer to one of our questions, though. This, According to Wikipedia, the series stars Bob the Tomato and Larry the Cucumber. Yep, so yep. Duke is a cucumber. Okay. Okay. Uh, leading a variety of fruit and vegetable characters as they retell stories from the Bible and parody pop culture. My favorite line from this here, a little bit further down, while most of the VeggieTales characters ended up being voiced by Visher and Naraki, who are the two people who invented it, mm-hmm. um, they also cast their friends and family to do voices in the early episodes That's due right. to nepotism. <laughs> due to nepotism. Just, just says it right there on the Wikipedia. I love it. I love due to that. the fact that uh, Christians love child labor. Oh, huge fan. I um, mean, you can tell that these are not, this is not professional voice actors, although I guess they've been doing voice acting for longer than. Yeah. Most you say people. that, Gina, they've been doing it for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. And guys, I'm going to go ahead. I will show my cards first. <clears throat> I kind of really liked this Jesus a lot. Christ. I, I no, thought it was, they made, I thought a lot of the jokes worked. I thought a lot of the puns landed. I was able to follow it. Uh, I stayed interested the entire time. It was silly. And I thought it was smartly written. I will just put it out there. I'm going to wait for Chan. And I, I am I, shocked. I'm shocked that I'm saying that. I was coming in expecting to, uh, 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 just destroy this, and I, I didn't hate it. Normally, when uh, uh, w- I mean, we'll we'll talk before the podcast starts, upwards of two hours, uh, um, often, yeah. Uh, and this time we started out pretty quick, but even then, I I said at the beginning that I fucking hated this thing. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, was was Jan, just because you didn't understand it? Doesn't mean you should hate it. I, I, my, uh, here's the thing. My mind is blown right now because, because I should not be shocked that the, that the white dude on the podcast was like, Hey, easily digestible Bible stories. I enjoy this. And that the, uh, the church of the satanic temple member of our podcast is like, I didn't understand it. I I don't want to understand it. Willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. I was I was going in clean. I was like, I understand that this is like a uh, an indoctrination tool, 
but I'm just going to let it be what it is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you, um, you, wait, is that why, did Ray get indoctrinated? Because this is made oh for boy. children to be oh indoctrinated. Boy. So I think Ray got indoctrinated. Uh, you guys, in the side, I'd really like to talk to you about um, <laughs> where we're going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some, I have some thoughts I want to share. Help me, Jeebus. Honestly, you know, uh, Duke gets us. Uh, I, am, I am going. I am now going to give my opinion. I <laughs> remember the internet size of Gina, uh, even when you two don't. So I think is I'm waiting to see if I'm right or not. <laughs> I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Thank you. But thank you. I, but I will say that that bar was so low. I was expecting yeah. to loathe it. Yes, and there were some good jokes in there. Like, yes, like there were barbarian. The Great. first time that those like nuns or whatever they are, shout that at the upside down green onion lady. <laughs> I was like, did they just call her a rhubarb barbarian? Like that's funny. That's good. And yeah. then like at, at some point they do a who's on first joke. And I was yes, like, wow. Did. Okay. I mean, uh, like it was so clunky. I, I, you know what? I don't care. That is, that is a, that they are introducing a classic bit Two children, I, I mean, maybe, may, like, I, you know, maybe that's the only appro- Catholic-approved joke. I don't know. That and <laughs> that and the uh, Hot Pockets guy, who I love. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Gotta love him. I mean, I love him. I, I could listen to his food-based jokes all day. But I like there were and like there were some sort of like wacky sequences. I will say there were ingredients there that I didn't hate. The story itself – yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, it ends with like the two characters getting married because the guy is like, now we're family. And she's like, oh, we are. And then it like abruptly cuts to their wedding. Yes, that was amazing. Uh, so I agree, clunky, but honestly, like they were they were trying and and some of those jokes succeeded. Yes. Uh, Thank you. I, I am vindicated. I mean, you know, like it, it wasn't the fact that they were both like clumsy and keep butting heads. It was annoying, but they were clearly trying to do like a meet cute thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. I get what they are doing. Uh, yeah. Take us through it. And I will I will say what I absolutely hated. No arms freaking me out. <laughs> yep. Well, it, it began very confusingly. I'm used to getting like an intro, a song, a sequence. I love that both of you were confused by this cartoon for five-year-old christians well gina you have to understand i'm i'm coming in cold i don't know anything about what i'm about to watch my first line is let's go get churchy um and then it opens with like a historical reenactment of the pie war and it says we're telling you the story of duke and a princess named petunia and then there was a bunch of like this war happened and the war really doesn't play into the story very much at all. No, I mean, here's the thing again, pie war is a clever is like, is like funny. It is. And And it's a way that they can murder people with pies. The fact that the weapons are all like weapons of war, but with a pie element, like when they're jousting, there's pies on the end of their jousting sticks. Like that's (laughs) kind of funny. Here's the problem. This is my, my central beef with it is, um, you know how when you play um, uh, Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples uh-huh. with uh, civilians? Yes, and they're I hate like, it. 
take the the most far out uh, um, nonsensical thing and slap it down like a uh, um, you know like a Charmander um, uh, to fill in a blank. Yeah, and and they do it every single round. Uh huh. Um, and it's just they laugh because it's disconnected, um, and it does not follow. Okay, which is sure. a perfectly yeah. acceptable joke construction, but if that's the only thing you do, it's just fucking lazy. Yes, and- I agree. I like the way I look at this show is if my niece and nephew when they were 10 were like hey we made a show i would be like oh god okay it's, i'm sure it's gonna be great and if they showed me this i'd be like holy crap good job you guys well, yeah. wait you're saying that your uh level of quality <laughs> control here is if it's as good as a fucking eight-year-old could make it then it gets a pass yeah. I just think Holy like, yeah, shit. I was not going into this as if it was a very popular show. Like if this was, if this was, you know, something, uh, if it was like something that was like paired in the hour with Bluey and this was what it showed, I would be like, what the fuck did I, like, what did I just watch? But I went into it assuming that it's just like one religious dude in his house drawing vegetables. (laughs) Yeah, I came into it figuring, I look, my comparison was Davy and Goliath. Uh, And so I came into this being like, oh boy. (laughs) I was was absolutely grading on a curve here. And I was like, Rhubarbarian? Some like random dude in his garage came up with Rhubarbarian and the the Great Pie Wars. That's a fun, that's a fun thing. I I need context for a joke. (laughs) I need it well constructed and for it to fit in. Like if there are, uh, it's like they, they did the, uh, uh, if this, then what, uh, what else? Mm -hmm. If this, then what? Except they only did if this and then stopped and there's no continuation. (laughs) There's no continuity. There's no, uh, why are the pies weapons in this world? Why? Do vegetables eat fruit? Um, like none of these things make sense with each other. Wait, what oh would boy. you expect oh sentient boy. vegetables to eat? I'm I'm just curious. If you were writing well, the show, animals. <laughs> Why would you eat That's your horrific. brethren? I mean, we are animals who eat animals. You think that vegetables wouldn't eat vegetables? Yeah, because they're, they're, they're eating fruit. They're not eating vegetables. They're eating fruit. That's very I mean, it's assumed that they also eat vegetables. I mean, hey, hey now, you know what I mean. Um, Uh, That's the problem with anthropomorphic things is that, you know, (laughs) as soon as you get into like, well, what do they eat? Uh, Obviously, they're eating non-sentient versions of themselves, which is like eating a monkey, which happens, but it's not things that you know most of the world does because there are bugs that eat other bugs there are fish that eat other fish what are you talking about they don't fish don't have faces (laughs) i'm talking about if you can talk then there's a standard that i have set for you and if you cross that you're a fucking cannibal sharks have have faces they eat fish thank you yeah I yeah, look, I, I like I say, I this is my first note after watching this opener. I just wrote, "This is delightfully quirky." Oh no, 
as in, I think I might end up liking this. That's not a good, that's not good. I'm not happy about it, but I have to be honest for the people at home. What I really think happened here, Robert Clark Chan, if I may, if I may put on my Freud hat for a second mm-hmm. is uh, this is just a litany of puns, a litany of uh, silly jokes. And it's just one after another of absurdity, which is normally exactly your ballpark. But Robert Clark Chan just a week ago had a birthday and I think he's now aged out of puns. Mm. I think he has aged out of quirky, silly, abstract humor. I think it's much like the box on uh, 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 on like Monopoly that says fun for ages nine to ninety nine. <laughs> and he just turned a hundred and said, I don't like this anymore. I think that's what happened to one Robert. Clark Here's Chan. the thing. I think Ray is giving it too much credit and Chan is giving it not enough credit. I'm saying there are ingredients there that I was surprised that I liked. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not winning any. Emmys, unless I guess they have Christian Emmys. Uh, but I think there's something about worshiping gold idols that's probably not workable there. There were enough. There were enough moments in this that, like, you know, I was bored for much of it. But then every once in a while, I'd go, "Huh." All right. I I will say that uh, I found so much of it inoffensive. I was expecting it to be more grating and it got to the point where it was so inoffensive that I became offended. <laughs> like there was not, right. yeah. it, it yeah. was like, it was so smooth. You're just like, wait a minute. What the fuck is, what is the, what is even the point of this existing? There's okay. zero. I mean, fiction. you just said it. It's, it's so that parents who are terrified of anything offensive yeah. being introduced to their children can have something to show them that they don't have to monitor every second. Like you right. can probably put on a VeggieTales and I, like, I, I'm guessing the creators of VeggieTales aren't getting too many angry letters, uh, uh, you know, like the Sesame Street folks do, for instance. Right. And Gina, let me say, you said VeggieTales, not going to win any Emmys. Oh, well, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, in 2015, it was nominated VeggieTales in the House season one as Outstanding Animated Program Emmy Award did not win. But then in 2017, it was nominated VeggieTales in the House season four for Outstanding Sound Editing, and it did not win. But in 2018, VeggieTales in the City Best performer in an animated program, Tress McNeil, uh, who is a fantastic vocal Tress artist. McNeil, yeah, yeah. Uh, nominated, did not win. Has been up for three Emmys, but these are all relatively recently. It they, is only a matter of time till it breaks through. They hired Tress McNeil instead statue. of just going with their like niece or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's uh, very but by strange. the time twenty eighteen happened, they got money. Yeah, someone was probably like, let's stunt cast. I mean, you got to admire the fact that they are submitting themselves for Emmys year after year. That's not an easy process. Someone <laughs> someone has to submit you every year for an Emmy in all of those categories. So I have to assume that the one guy in his garage who does all of VeggieTales is submitting them in every category to every Emmy every year. I like to imagine that he also submits it for best hour-long drama best miniseries. He's just throwing every veggie at the wall. 
Very interesting. So here we go. Outstanding. I just wanted to see who uh, won. They're, uh, they're not listed here. That's weird. Um, oh, here we go. Outstanding preschool animated program. There were only three nominees. Veggie Tales in the House. Peg Cat. What is Peg Cat? P-E-G as in? Yes. Oh, my it's, God. Oh, crying out loud. It's not about a cat. <laughs> Fucking some long, young boy. Uh, are you sure? Uh, have you watched it? I mean, Peg Cat. Maybe the cat's the one getting pegged. I don't know. That is. It's on PBS Kids, for Christ's sake. You can look it up. I mean, I don't want to. I'm a little frightened. I never thought when they were creating the show, there'd be three comedians sitting (laughs) at their laptops one day. Jen, I am not looking up Peg Cat on my laptop. I'm sorry. I'm not (laughs) falling for your trap here. Safe search on, please. Uh, The winner, though, was Tumble Leaf, which I feel like I'm aware of. That's not a bad show. It's I, I really like their animation style. Oh, it, is it enjoyable. like the uh, the kids animation uh, uh, version of Deadwood? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I feel like we did Tumble Leaf on My Three Dads once. <laughs> we may have. Anyway, that's what it lost to. Uh, the point I'm trying to make in all of this is it's getting one. Oh, it's getting one eventually. Now I'm rooting for it. Yeah, it's going to win. Yeah, like <laughs> would fucking you say, sound editing, like a, Dave, a Jerry Bruckheimer movie or something. Let's go. Ray, would you Take say that. you're root vegetabling for it? Wow. You know what? Yes, I would. That is a solid joke. It oh, makes yeah. sense root- in the context we have created. We are talking about a show about vegetables, <laughs> and you have you have done good work here. That's not something I can say about the writers of this show. Man, Chan, I'm- you sound a little steamed right now. Uh, Are you trying to make a joke about steamed vegetables? <laughs> yes, I am. That one failed. Listen, I think that one worked. Let's I'll just let's just say one of us is smart enough to write on Veggie Tales, uh, <laughs> and the other one is too smart to write on Veggie Tales. <laughs> look, Gina, when you end up landing that sweet, sweet Veggie Tales gig, we will be revisiting. I'll, I mean, I'll have to scrub this from existence. This, <laughs> this podcast yeah. from existence. Um, okay, so uh, we we the the the. the what do we got? The, the the notion of this episode is that there is night training going on, and one of the nights is called the Sleepless Night. Ah, come on, everybody! Oh, I missed that one. So uh-huh. His name is Sleepless Night, and he's sleeping, which is uh-huh. funny. Yeah, that is. And our hero Duke uh, goes through this. Apparently, it's an obstacle course. I'm a little confused how night training works, but uh, he gets hit. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like if you're going on the TV show Wipeout, but you're a knight. Uh, I am curious. Yeah. Uh, when this uh was made because it has a very uh ninja warrior vibe to it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's also like army training like they've got a drill sergeant there shouting at them that this training will save their lives also have i mentioned 900 times how much i hate this fucking animation it's not (laughs) great it's yeah it's fine um this is where we meet my hero otis the elevated who is he's like an onion and he says, I'm going to win the jousting tourney. Hey, sleepless night, charge at me. I'm going to show you how I joust. And then he uses his shiny shield to shine lights in his eyes. So he falls over and runs the wrong way and then says, yeah, I cheat to win. What about it? Want to fight? And uh, I do not yeah, fight. I mean, he was the only one. Who, he was the first one to think of this, apparently. So he deserves to win, I guess. I mean, he's a very he's a very well-known, great uh, knight, apparently. But this cuts over to Princess Petunia, who is, uh, they're very poor. 
Uh, despite the fact that she's a princess, we'll talk about that later. Uh, she's making either water soup or water sauce. That's what she's making. Yeah, they're living mean, in an orchard. Not, and she's no, not no, but you, fruit. you, dude, you have you ever seen Robin Hood? You can't just steal fruit from an orchard. That's how you get a Who hand cut off, dude. Who would know? You're in the forest. They would know. They that they used to cut off hands. I mean, it's worth is that it. what happened to the arm? Oh, yeah, I was no. gonna say, oh wow, my god! Something here. I'm like, I'm really, I don't know if it would be less upsetting if they had arms. <laughs> it would be very upsetting if they had arms. I think so. I don't like that they're just handing each other things that float in midair, and I'm they're curious. like bending over to pick things up. What are you picking it up with? They're not <laughs> using their mouths. Are they doing it be uh because the animation was cheaper? Or because they oh, yeah. originally had arms on them and they're just like, oh, God, this is crossing over to Look, some like weird uh, uh, uncanny valley thing. We got to get rid of the arms. I will ask the question that no one else is asking and is important to ask. If they don't have arms, how did they crucify veggie Jesus? Think about it. I mean, I feel like Jesus would be like a piece of ginger. So there's like all sorts of like knobs and stuff, and you got. Oh, kind of okay, like I could see that. Okay, do I just do they handle this on Veggie Tales? I'm gonna guess no, but uh, hmm. now I want to know. Anyway, she's a rhubarbarian, and yes, I wrote this down because that pun is delightful, and everyone is a dick to her because they're like the other, they're the enemy. See, that's right. that's what we're right. trying to avoid, unless you know you're getting the wrong message from it, which is treat the other poorly. But they like they're not a different color. They don't talk differently. I don't know what makes her distinguish them as foreign. Which I did ask that question. What makes them so obviously visibly a rue barbarian? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the every like the oh, I guess I was gonna say like most of the other ones look like they're turnips or like peas or short to the ground things. No, okay, except for the cucumber. Yeah, the yeah, but he's not well liked either. Uh, he ha- uh, he's well liked. He's not well respected. Otis has like a has like a buddy or whatever that is a some sort of uh, tomato, right? Uh, no, not the tomato. The, the uh, cucumber's friend is the tomato. Oh. Next to who the hell is Otis? <laughs> he's the the knight who has to get beaten to win the day. Oh, oh yeah, he's got like the the yeah a man of the cloth type of yeah who's also a cucumber. Oh, I guess. And look, they make a joke. I mean, look, I, again, the jokes that landed, I wrote some of these down because he says, uh, do you like that? It's surf music. I That's goddamn hilarious. Oh, surfs like peasants. Oh, oh that is really funny. That's very funny. And I had to write it down. I wrote, goddamn it. That's very good. But yeah, it, it didn't click with me because like they should Chan. have had peasants there playing the music. Then I'm like, oh, surfs. I'm picking uh, up jokes that you're not. I'm starting to get worried about you. Um, mm-hmm. These things are so. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Did VeggieTales break me? Is that what happened? I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe you're maybe you're like, I, I think that you guys I think that Ray got uh, indoctrinated 
And you had like the exact opposite response. Your whole brain and body shut down and you cocooned yourself so you couldn't be indoctrinated. I just, I, I just, there are so many puns all throughout it. And you being the punster, I really thought there was a shot that you'd be like, you know what? Okay. No, this but is apparently like, this you is didn't Chan, pick up any of them. This is Chan as a pill bug, his only defense against, <laughs> <laughs> against religious propaganda is to roll himself up into a tight little ball and not oh, let man. any of it in. Yeah. It's you say I was indoctrinated. I say the reapers are our friends. <laughs> we should open up our civilization to involve the reapers. That's a mass effect joke, Gina. Someday. <sighs> Someday. It bothers me that the the cucumber's name is Duke Duke. That's funny. Oh, I I actually thought it was kind of funny. Like like because because later on you get the line where she, where he says to her like oh let's drop all formalities when she's like oh yeah. hello duke duke and he's like let's drop all for formalities you can just call me duke like that's kind of funny it is kind of funny i thought that was very good i just all i could think of was like i'm taking two shits <laughs> i'm dropping a duke duke you know what that's also funny i mean why wouldn't you like it more then if that's what you're yeah because of? i know that that is not what they were going for it's not like let's slip a little fecal humor into the show walking <laughs> in the door of this episode i would have not believed that it would consist of me and gina trying to convince chan why veggie tales is pretty solid was you know what i i, I i'm not ready for this reality i'm living in right now this Again, is, I, is, I'm not I'm not calling the entire episode solid. I'm just saying there are ingredients <laughs> in this vegetable stew. A lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. Look, and this we mean no. Yeah. This is why we don't have Ray and Gina versus Chan episodes. Rarely and do we do this. They uncomfortable the natural order of things and it's confusing <laughs> for everyone. I mean, look, I already know I'm in the right because Gina's on my side, so I don't know what to tell you. We meet Nona, who's his second cousin twice removed. And in my head, I mean, in my head, I went, oh, that means that she would be like two generations away from Princess Petunia. Oh, and she is. That's wild to me. I, I was loving it. Uh, uh, They're going to share the soup. Even though they don't have much, they will share it with the travelers who are coming by. However, Nona's much more shrewd. She's not just doing it to be good. She's doing it because she wants Petunia to hook up with the Duke who is a noble. Mm -hmm. And I love the mm -hmm. fact that she is very transparent about it. And it is very much in her interest to push for this. Uh, again, this brought me joy. This brought me a lot of joy. I, I got to admit that like the, when she was saying I'm her mother-in-law, I, like I was putting two and two together and saying like, her, is, is her, did she get married young and her husband is dead? That is a real yeah. weird subplot and when they get to it they really just gloss over it like they sure do that, because i was like how are they gonna how is there is there something else like and she can't and the and the mother-in-law keeps saying like i'm her mother-in-law long story i'll explain later and i was like is it gonna be some other weird story that doesn't involve her husband dying but then no it's a 
it's her husband, both of their husbands die. Yeah. And now she's ready to be married again, which is a real, I mean, I guess that is the, that is the danger when you're reenacting Bible stories is a lot of people die in Bible stories and you somehow have to gloss over it when you're making a children's. Yeah. uh, Look, okay. Because we go back to that. Look, the, the Duke says you could take all the apples you want from this orchard. Don't be ridiculous. The people walking by are just like hurling racist insults at her, which was wild to me. Um, we do the clumsy bit. They're both equally clumsy and they bump into each other a lot. Adorable. Like that, that I was okay with. I was like, okay, this this makes sense as a mute meet cute, and you know, like they're gonna get together. Okay, that that holds, that hangs t- together. I'm into it. Uh, and I did like just straight out Duke's like, Hey, if you're a princess, why are you so goddamn poor? <laughs> the fact he just comes out and just blurts that leading into the backstory of princess Petunia. She was married to Brian, the Prince who was the son of the King. And he made a golden duck, which got halved, which is the key to the city and the key to the vault. And uh, Brian, the prince, ended up going against his father, the king, militarily. And yes, they both died. No, they The problem is uh, along the way, the king got ousted, which means that uh, Nona got ousted, who is, you know, the the friend to Petunia. She got kicked out of the kingdom, which is how it works. Uh, Petunia could have stayed and everybody would have been happy with that. But she said, if Nona's out, I'm out. I'm doing the good thing. I'm going to go with her, my family member through marriage, and we're going to go be poor in an orchard. That's what happened. So she gives her key. Uh, she notices, give your key to Duke. Give it to him right now. She is she is on this. She's like, this is my redemption arc. This is how we get out of the out, out of the streets. This is how we get into the penthouse. Hook up with this man right now so she gives her key to duke and then says known as like uh, they're just like now you must joust for my honor because otis the elevated the onion knight uh has the other half somehow i don't know how he has it he has the other half if you beat him in the jousting knight tournament because he's the cousin to the original king and the original there we go okay gave him Half of it, and he was like, "What? You don't trust me with the whole thing?" And he was like, "No, I don't trust you with the you whole." You know what? Thing. Okay. Yep. Yep. I do remember that now. There you go. So, uh, uh, so she can get the vault. This is all leading to money. Nona is is transparently trying to get rich. She does not care about the relationship, the people involved. She just wants out of this ghetto. That's what she wants. It's. Yeah, the the degree to which she is uh, mercenary like that is yes. is kind of concerning. I like it. I like it a lot. I like people who know what they want and go get it. So he takes the challenge. Duke says, I'm going to go and I'm going to beat the Onion Knight. Uh, and then uh, along the way, they have a, a conversation. They cut straight to the the, the night tournament. We do not mess around on VeggieTales. We get straight to the wheat. We kick out the chaff. He says, uh, my superpower is I'm nice to people. The Onion Knight Otis says, no, I'm not going to be nice to people. I'm an a-hole. That's who I am. It has gotten me this far. Why would I change? And Duke's like, I'm going to show you. 
Uh, it doesn't really play out that way per se, but like that's the message is get big, get rich, uh, be a Duke, uh, love the Lord and be kind. Veggie Tales could have spent $14 million on Super Bowl commercials. They're going to be washing feet and shit. <laughs> yeah. Made, well, they can't wash with, feet because nobody has legs. Made with what looks uh, like uh, the worst AI I've ever seen. It was, uh, 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 look, I'm just glad everybody hated it, even though it was all for different reasons. Like the super devout hated it. They said, look, I, I don't. Oh, yeah, because they showed they showed all types. They showed they all showed kinds. they showed Jesus uh, providing acts of charity and certain factions of the religious movements on certain TV networks were like, what the F is this nonsense? That's not what he's about, which is odd, which is an odd thing to say out loud, because that's like the only thing he's about in the book. As was my understanding, yes. So, guys, uh, I don't know. It was it was interesting. What a game! Should have had the lions in it, but we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about. GI Joe will return after these messages. Another Tycho Superblocks adventure. You've got to capture the enemy command post. Looks like a job for Tycho Superblocks. You have to strike hard, so you build the combat tank, the half-track, the mauler, and the rocket launcher. You send in your fast attack vehicle, then the attack chopper for support. You break through, you've won, and you've done it. Another great adventure with Superblocks. They work with Lego, too. Tycho Superblocks, military adventure series, 10 building sets, each sold separately. New from Tycho. Back to G.I. Joe. So we're at the tournament. Hold on, and, hold on, you know, hold on. I just want yes. to sit in your pain a little longer. Nope, I'm ready to move on. We've had a commercial break. We're feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm fine. Stop checking in on me. I'm fine. Now, they refer to this as a night jousting tournament. So I just assumed, yeah, we're going to joust, and then we're done. No. First... First uh, round is an obstacle course. Yeah, they they did call it jousting, uh, and I this mean, I guess jousting. we get we get there eventually. Eventually, yeah. But this is this is not that. This is wipeout. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Otis sets a brand new record. He beats his previous time. He does it in like twenty six seconds or something, which is fantastic. And Duke gets his absolute ass kicked by every single obstacle, but perseveres to the end and at least finishes, albeit with a loss. He gets he gets he gets beat. Like that is savage. So is the point here to win the best two out of three challenges? Yes. Which is weird that they would put the joust of the jousting tournament last because in theory you might never get there. This is, yeah, this is sort of, uh, again, my my issue here is that it just feels like they put that there to fill time or because like, oh, I got a great gag that's like, you know, uh, it's like a game show and, and they're doing the thing and then um, oh, we'll do this thing with uh, Abin Costello. Um, 
that that doesn't make sense for it to be there. It's fine. I liked it. Look, again, as Gina said, we're introducing children to a famed comedy bit of Abbott and Costello, and I think that's always a good thing. Yeah. Because the second the second one, <coughs> oh my goodness, the second uh, uh event is a uh trivia uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mind game questionnaire smarts time. It's smarts time, but this time with catapults and they literally ask like a story question based on three characters. Like a, what is it? Like a, a, a prince, a king and a queen about like which order did they make the boats or something? And then the joke of it all is, is that one of their name is like who who's on and the other's like, I don't know. And so they do the who's on first Abbott and Costello bit. Uh, and which the the Duke gets it right, but for all the wrong reasons, uh, which is uh, abjectly hilarious. Yeah, I like that it's it's purposely confusing. No kid is going to sit there and be like, "What's what is this?" But it it sort of, you know, it's not it's it's not great, but it was it was a nice moment where I was like, "Huh, wow, this is a sophisticated joke for kids in a." Weird religious yeah. cartoon. It, what I thought was weird is that Duke answers it first and gets it right. And then they ask Otis the same set of questions and he gets it wrong. And then he gets flung uh, uh, Monty Python Holy Grail style. Yeah. yeah. But he's sitting right next to Duke who just answered it right. But but that's why he gets it wrong because he doesn't know what's going on. Like, yeah, because it it's all weird. very confusing. And, and, and uh, yeah, I mean... You know, it's it's funny to see a vegetable get flung, I guess. I mean, look, I found it hilarious. I enjoyed it. I was into it. You fling a, a, a pompous onion into like a pile of poop or whatever the heck it was. And I'm in. I'm in. So the third contest, here we go. Best of three. The actual jousting. And they joust with pies on the end of their lances because no one's getting skewered today. Sure. And they what's what's wild here is that the tomato companion of Duke the Cucumber, they're at the top of the ramp. This is like a skate ramp, a skateboard ramp, where you roll it and they're on they're on horses on like wheels. They're like fake horses. And uh, uh I think so. And they they go down the skate ramp towards each other, then up the ramp again, right? You know what I'm talking about, the half pipe. Mm-hmm. And what's wild is we're in this scenario after everything that's been done. And the tomato companion turns to the Duke the Cucumber and says, if you backed out right now, no one would think less of you. What are you even talking about? I mean, he knows. He's like, he's he's looking out for him. He's trying to get him to save face. If you're the quarterback of the Super Bowl and the game is tied 20 to 20 and there's five minutes to go, you don't want to have like the coach turn to the star quarterback and say, man, if you just want to take yourself out of the game right now, no one would think less. Everyone would think less of you. You got to the end. You're in a position to win. Why would you quit then? I mean, if it were me, I'd be like, yo, I just read this thing called the Bible, and I'm pretty sure you're in it. You don't come out well here. Mm. You should leave now. Okay, that's fair. It's only going to get worse. Okay, you know what? Given that, yeah, I'm into it. Uh, So, uh you know, she's a barbarian. I just wrote here, everybody, you know, nobody likes Petunia. 
Uh, you know, she's just a barbarian. Who cares? Dude, like we're boning. It's cool, man. So he says, we're going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through with it because of course he does, which is wild. All the crowd is cheering for Otis. And then Otis pulls that move essentially like uh, from the, 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 the end scene of uh, Coco where the heroic beloved villain like basically says, I hate everybody and only care about myself. And then the crowd immediately turns on him. I did think it was funny that those four members of the audience had OTIS on like cards they were holding up. And then once Otis shows his onion ass, they immediately flip the cards over to say D-U-K-E. No, it's even better me- than that. They're wearing clothes. It's like the equivalent of like body paint. And then they yeah. flip their shirts around or something. Wait, what? Which tells no. me walking no, was- in the door, they were ready to flip. Wait, they are, are front runners they, and I hate them. Were they not wearing clothes? They, it really they, was cards? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Jesus Christ. Okay, look. Am I the I only one who was able to follow VeggieTales? I don't feel as bad now. <laughs> I just forget the details. My, my, oh my see, God. here's the thing. Ray's, Ray let himself get indoctrinated. Chan rolled up like a pill bug. I <laughs> let some of it in, but not all of it. <laughs> I just get flashes. Gina, to, to really uh, uh, be one with VeggieTales, you have to let it in. You have to give yourself over to the Veggie Tales. Yeah, you have to devote your life to the Veggie Tales. And really, what's it hurt, Gina? At the end of the day, if you just accept the Veggie Tales, isn't that so much better than not accepting the Veggie Tales and having to maybe live with those consequences? Just say you love the Veggie Tales. That's all you have to do. I hate. I hate I all of this. Recognize this logical fallacy. I hate all of this. Let, let's just call it a wager, you know, this, this, let's take a shot, you know. Anyway, they go back and forth and two times they clash on the joust and nothing happens. It's, it's, it's a push. So we're, we're, we're fine with there. And then the third time, oh, the irony. Otis gets distracted and looks up at the stands where the sun is beaming off of the necklace that Petunia, the duck piece that she has, he is blinded at the moment of contact, just like he was going to do to other people, but apparently forgot that that was his plan going into the final round. Now that I think about it, cause he does not try that move at all, but he himself gets blinded. Duke stomps him. Duke wins. We immediately cut to them merging the duck together. I think we can put that together. One ends a key and one ends a lock. If you know what I'm saying, ho ho. Yowza. And then we immediately cut to them getting married. And then once they put the, the, the duck together, what does it do? It lays a bejeweled golden egg. Mm-hmm. So they're rich again. Although Duke was never not rich. So I'm not really sure why he needs this treasure. What it does for him, he is never poor. Uh, yeah, I, for some reason I thought like there was going to be a vault with riches or something like that. Yes. Also, it seems like I, you know, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, how long a trip would take here, you know, but like, it seems like the princess could probably go back to her castle and be like, I'm just going to pack a backpack of a bunch of money and then I'm going to go back to my hovel. 
in the woods. Uh, well, she could live in a castle now with the Duke. Yeah, I'm saying like it, 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 did, it didn't seem to occur to her before the Duke happened that she should like oh, yeah. maybe go back home, steal some things that are rightfully hers anyway. and Like food. Yeah. But then That's again, maybe, maybe uh, you know, maybe a trip takes an entire lifetime back then. Is that like a metaphor or something? <laughs> uh, no, I think I was just watching someone's stand up comedy where they were talking about like how it was wild that you would take one trip, one trip in your lifetime during like the Oregon Trail days. Like it would be like, well, seven years later, we're here. We can't ever go anywhere else. Half of us died. I here's the thing like if if left to my own devices that would be me today I'd be like well I'm here in my house why would I go to another place that is not my house yeah like for for a day longer than a day what like I'm gonna I'll go to the Ralph's and pick up some eggs but I ain't going um somewhere else yeah, I'm getting I'm getting this garage set up in my new house and I'm getting it set up to be a one-stop place I would never want to leave. Mm-hmm. And Chan, you've seen it. You've seen the work in progress. We're getting yeah, there. We're getting there. We're getting I there. understand that impulse. Yes. Uh something that uh, my partner does not. They're like, "Why why are you like ensconcing yourself? Why are you building up basically walls around the desk?" I'm like, "Cuz that's uh, I need a a hidey hole. Yes. I don't know what you and Chan and, and this is what shocked me is you went to England and then came home for like 10 days and then immediately jet set it out to new Orleans. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and ask me, uh, who planned those trips, who initiated those trips, uh, who, who did all of the work, uh, twas not I, no, I, no part of me thought that you did any of the work for that. So rest easy, Robert Clark Chan, I was not fooled there. I mean, the fact that I was like, yes, I will do this thing. I am absolutely, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be all like, "Ugh, this food tastes weird. Ugh, this place is cold. I was very polite. And you know what? I learned a thing or two, but my natural state is wherever my ass is currently. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and there and there will come a time, a, a depending on who you ask, a very delightful or a very sad time, <laughs> where I will just be in here all the time, mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. You mean like you're going to be dead, and Melissa is going to put your your shoebox of ashes in the in the garage? <laughs> oh man, what a what a what you know what if you got to go. <laughs> Uh, make sure to do a, like a little little handprint in the clay too, so that we have one of those put up on the mantle. It's a great point. It's just a, a giant oafish handprint. Look, I got my record player, my new record player set up in here. I got a giant <laughs> five by five calyx for board games. I mean, Look, you know what realistically is, is probably going to happen is you're you're going to spend more and more time there. One day you're going to have a massive cardiac event oh, huge and yeah. like three days later melissa's gonna be like all right i guess he's been in there long enough and she's gonna <laughs> open the door and you are and rigor mortis is gonna have set in yep <laughs> oh Jeannie, you make it sound so good 
<laughs> oh man yeah i'm just in here listening to my gi joe record oh is that the only record you have ray uh, it, it's one of very few but i'm definitely listening to it look i got like i got my alan wake record i got my silent hill record i, I understand uh uh my my final fantasy music records Yes, I will be in here listening to sad video game music. It's going to be wonderful. I, I can't wait. You guys, when this thing gets set up, <laughs> let's make it happen. Um, anyway, that is VeggieTales, a show that me and Gina absolutely loved. Gina especially, huge fan. Oh and Robert God. Clark Chan just didn't get it. He just didn't understand. Went over his head. Not a fan. That's a, I feel a like shocker. it went under my head is the problem. Caught you right in the neck. Yeah. Uh, how upsetting. Gina, any final thoughts on VeggieTales? Uh, I'm going to forget about this in about 20 minutes after we f- after we finish this. And a year from now, I'm probably going to say to at least one of you, we never did a VeggieTales. Oh, my yep. God. That is accurate. <laughs> and then we're going to go back and listen to this episode. And somehow Eileen Mary O'Connell will be the third person on this episode. <laughs> Did we record this while Gina was in New York doing Murphy Brown? I don't. That's wild. I don't understand what happened here. I swear to God, I thought Gina was on this episode, but the proof is is otherwise. Oh, what good times! And Robert Clark Chan uh, did this, so this did not convert you to whatever strain of Christianity that Veggie Tales is trying to convert you to. Uh, nor did it convert me to um, vegetable based animations. Interesting. Okay. Um, I am not a fan of any of this. Somehow it made me like puns less, which yeah, I did not think was possible. And it is very distressing. And for the I'm record, a- you didn't think it was possible, not because you hate puns already so much, but because you love them and think it could never be shaken. That's what I thought. I'm a dad now. I'm like, I'm finally in yeah. my zone. I'm like, this is, they made a, a term specifically for like old dudes who like puns yeah and and now that joy is being taken from me and i blame jesus (laughs) you know it's true if you if you do if you read your bible Mm -hmm. uh jesus was there uh uh he came out of the tomb after three days on easter Mm -hmm. sunday yeah and all the people there were gathered Mm -hmm. and he said look i am the living proof of the Mm -hmm. resurrection no more goddamn puns. Did he say goddamn? I feel yeah, like. Weirdly enough, it was really it was really on the nose for the moment. Yeah, yeah. And then people were shocked. And then Doubting Thomas came over and said, look, I, I want to believe, man. I want to believe. But, you know, uh, let me just ask you, Jesus, if I if I doubt your resurrection, will you will you be cross with me? And Jesus just looked at him and said, you cut that shit out right now. It was like, too soon, bro. Too soon. Yeah. yeah. No puns, a-hole. Broccoli, celery, gotta be it's time for veggie 
you can hear this, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Woo. You mean the greatest thing ever written? Yes, I can hear it. I, man, I hope that you're not joking and that you just absolutely fucking love this thing. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Sounds like I did love it. <laughs> Everybody's being all super cagey, like oh, shit. So it's because we know if we tip our if we tip our hand, someone's going to be a contrarian. Well, you say somebody, but we know who you're referring to. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I have my own opinions before we go in, so ain't, ain't none of you shifting me. Oh, I know you have your opinions, and then you have what you say on the show based on what we do. I guess we're going to have to find out. I guess so. <laughs> I was waiting. I know. You want it too badly. I don't want to do it now. This is like you with Thunderdome. Oh, no, no. I mean, I was, I was waiting to jump on you so that uh, I would ruin your entrance. Wait, you were waiting to jump on my entrance? Yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's, it's a Fire Bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like, goal. Like, Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny, who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think, like, donuts or something like that. How does he use it, his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is, though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh, my Ash God. Is like, Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes. Where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's like, he's 80 years old. That's why he sounds like that. <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. 